Dude, don't make fun of my toothbrush. <laughs> it weighs three grams and it works perfectly fine. <laughs> I am that guy. <laughs> you know. Yeah, most people Friday night, you know, they might be partying, you know, go to a bar. I'm at home weighing my gear, feeling out of spreadsheet, like 6.1 ounces, that's too heavy. You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. The Run the Riot podcast is brought to you by the Outlaw Race Series. You need to check these guys out at www.outlaw100.com. There are a ton of races, and they're all fantastic. First of all, in January, there's Winter Rock with distances 25K and 12K. In February, the flagship of the Outlaw 100 Race Series, the Outlaw 100 in Wilberton, Oklahoma, with distances from 135 miles all the way down to the 5K. Prairie Spirit in March in Ottawa, Kansas. Distances 100 miles down to 50K. Lake McMurtry in April in Stillwater, Oklahoma. 100K down to 5K. The Greater Roadrunner Trail Run at Roman Nose State Park in Watonga, Oklahoma in May. Distances 4 to 12 miles. And then the Flower Moon in Pawhuska, also in May, from 50 miles all the way down to 4 miles. Then there's the Dark and Dirty in July in Wilberton, Oklahoma. There's a 50K all the way down to 5K, and you can run trail or gravel. Then there's the Honey Badger 100, also in July. 100 mile and 50 mile. That's a hot one on pavement. Fun. (laughs) Then there's a Flat Rock in Independence, Kansas. Distances 101 mile all the way down to 12K. That's in September. In October, we've got the Kansas Rails to Trails Extravaganza in Ottawa, Kansas. 100 mile all the way down to half marathon. And last but certainly not least, the Thunderbird in Norman, Oklahoma in November. 100K all the way down to 5K. These are great trail runs put on for ultra runners, by ultra runners. Guys, you will get taken care of if you go do these races. You'll get awesome medals, amazing buckles, and some nice swag. Check them out at www.outlaw100.com. All right. I am in person today with my man, Nick Fowler. What's up, Nick? Hey, David. So we were just talking before, and it's like, you know, we chat before, and we want to talk about all the things. We're like, wait, we got to record because it's good stuff okay yeah well and now i'm a little bit nervous since we're actually recording like yeah, there no, was no nerve before yeah now yeah you kind of clammed up i should have just hit record and not told you last time we did in fact anybody wants to listen to the previous episode it was episode 99 and we're up to 130 something now and it was november of 2021 so we were coming out of covid and all that stuff and so it's been a little while and I tried to make notes of what I saw you do. And then you did a lot of other stuff that I totally forgot about. So, <laughs> Well, the things I mentioned are just like the big trails. Like yeah. there's a bunch of other side trips. Yeah. Cause you're, I, when are you home, dude? <laughs> I'm home right now. Okay. You're home now. All right. But you're about to leave. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, you're yeah, about to yeah. Go. yeah. So just to kind of catch everybody up last time you had done the Ozark trail FKT. No, last time, time we talked? No, last time it was, yeah, it was the, the PNT. Yeah, PNT. I got it up here. Yeah. And Fawn, and I was telling my dad about how the world is so small because Fawn Hernandez, my friend in Lafayette, mm-hmm. you know, messages me 
that there's this guy named Nick Fowler from Tulsa that I needed. And so we got, we got to meet him. Per, I don't know. It's just kind of funny how it's a small world, how, how we ended up meeting my, my friend in Louisiana. Yeah. Like, That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you've been well, talking about the Ozark FKT. That's the one I didn't even realize that you had gotten. So 230 miles, Ozark Trail FKT, man. Tell me about how that went. And when did you do it? When was it? It was end of March of 22. Okay. Okay. And actually, it was, I wasn't originally planning for the Ozark Trail. Yeah. I was still going after the Washita Trail. Yeah. Which we talked about on the last podcast, right. how it kept kicking my butt. Yeah. And, dude, I swear... Have you seen the movie Gone in 60 Seconds? Yeah, yeah. Nicholas Cage. Yeah. You know the Eleanor, the Shelby GT500, the Mustang? Yeah. That he calls Eleanor because yeah. he can never catch it? Yeah. That's the Awash Trail for me. It's my Eleanor. I can never ca- I swear I have attempted FKT on that thing like 10 times now. Really? 10 times? Because I know you just kind of low-key get out there and just like go for it. Or you go for like a training run that you know like I'm just going to keep going if it's going well, right? Yeah. Yeah, so 10 10 what has been the issue? What has been the I it's Queen so at mile 51 is Queen Wilhelmina State Park. I have renamed that to Queen Will I Throw Up State Park. Is it, that's where it Because goes that's out. where like I puke my guts out every single time. Yeah. It's and so here's the crazy part. So the last time I attempted like at mile 10 the nausea started. And I'm like and the, so then by mile 24 or mile 23 at winding stair, like, I feel like I'm about to peek my guts out. And I'm like, I feel like this right now. What's it going to be yeah. when I get to Queen Will I throw up State Park? <laughs> like, I'm going to be dying. <laughs> yeah. And so, so I made, I was like, you know what? I'm close enough to my car. I'm just going to walk back. I'm just going to turn around and walk back to my car. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, instantly, when I started walking back to my car, the nausea vanished. What's up? Is so it's a psychological thing for me. I, I, I think you need to see somebody, Nick. Yeah, I need to see a psychiatrist. How does that make you feel? <laughs> I should have brought a couch yeah. in, man. And, I, and so it's, I was it's like, crazy. What? And so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go after a different OT. Yeah. And so I went after the Ozark Trail instead. Yeah. Because yeah. it's similar length. You yeah, know, the similar... Wash Trail is yeah. 223 miles. The Ozark Trail is 230 miles. Yeah. And so I didn't really know anything about it. I just downloaded the maps. <laughs> and it was like, I'm going to go do this trail. And that I got, sounds like a big way to and do then it. I got the FKT on it. So here's what's funny is the people are listening, probably have some people that are listening that, that have like tried for it and they planned out everything meticulously and, you know, all the terrain and a plan and so many miles a day and all that. And you just downloaded the maps and <laughs> did it. Yeah. And I chose a horrible time of year for it. Cause like there was so much rain and so much, the water levels were so high. Yeah. I mean, the last stream I had, I literally had to swim across. Really? Yeah. Dude. I lost my water bottles in the river, like my hat, my headlamp. And luckily it was close to the end. So, and I was just like, I just got to finish. Just, yeah, you just, yeah. 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 So, so how, well, how, but how was it? I mean, I've done, I think I've run parts of that for different things or whatever. How was the trail? It was pretty, it's a nice trail, pretty rocky. It's not, it's, they said it was going to be rocky. But compared to the washed out trail, it's not rocky. It's not, it's not as bad. No, yeah. no worries. It's honestly, it's kind of an easy trail. Yeah. 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 Any, I mean, did you have any nausea issues on it? No. Not at all. Because I say park's not there, right? Is well, it? and also, I mean, like the first day, I think I cranked out 65 miles in 17 hours the first day. Wow. Okay. And that's with a ton of water crossings. Yeah. Like, 
like like a lot of the water crossings were knee to waist deep. Yeah. And over like you, your shoes would never dry. Yeah. Are you so when you do? I mean, you're pretty. You just kind of kind of you're running it for the most part, and then doing water crossings. Or you just kind of hike running it, or take, you know? uh, on day one, I pretty much ran every flat and every downhill, uh, and then just hiked the uphills. Yeah. And then day two was pretty much the same thing. Day three, I was starting to hurt. Yeah. And I was starting to get tired. I slept for like four hours a night. Okay. Uh, and then day three was probably the worst because I would get yeah. to the end. Yeah. And that's when my ankle issues actually started happening. Okay. Did you, was you, did you like turn your ankle or something? Or no, just it just, it was gradual pain that just slowly increased and increased. Yeah. And then next thing I know, like it got so bad. But then I'm like, dude, I only have like a hundred more miles. Only have a hundred yeah. more miles. That's, that's, yeah. yeah, that's a great mindset. And so I just, it just, eventually it almost became numb. Yeah. And I just kept going through it. Yeah. You know, but if I slowed down, then I would feel it again. So you just had to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't stop. But it was the, oh, my water filter froze. No, my water bottle froze in my pocket while I was moving on the morning of day two. Okay. So I'm like, okay, my water bottle's froze. My water filter's toast. Yeah. So I just never used it again. You just drank whatever. Just drank from the streams, which was faster. What were you, what, now, I, you're, from what I remember and what I observe, you're known for your minimalist, just, you know, running, you don't bring a whole lot with you. What did you bring with you on that? Like, what, did you have a little bivy or what did you? I did. So yeah. my base weight for that trail was five pounds. So that's a, I had a 40 degree quilt. I had a bivy. I had a tarp. I never used the tarp though, because it never rained at night. Okay. And I had a sleeping pad that weighs 5.4 ounces. And, oh, I used the Nashville Tiempo pack. I don't know. Which that. it's supposed to be a day pack. Yeah. But it's 17 liters. It's very small, but yeah. oh my, I swear that's the best fast pack in the world. What is it? The Nashville? Tiempo. Okay. I'm like, I wish, in fact, actually, I reached out to Nashville and I was like, hey, I have plans for the summer and I want to use the Tiempo, but I can't fit enough food in it for the PCT. So can you make like a big Tiempo? Yeah. And they actually were like, oh, you know, so we actually have, you know, some ideas for a design. Like, and they're like, what if it was like between the cutaway, which is what I used on the PNT. Okay. Which is a little bit bigger between the cutaway and the Tiempo. Yeah. And I'm like, that's perfect. And then they gave me a prototype. Really? And so I'm like, yeah, one of the only people in the world that has it. So you're testing it? Yeah, it's amazing. It. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you, what did you, okay, now for this, obviously. Sorry, I got ahead of myself. No, no, that's great. It's great. Sorry. So obviously you're, this was a shorter run. What did you bring food wise for those? And what was your time? I didn't even know. Uh, I did, it was three days and 13 hours okay. and something. Yeah. Three and a half days. I'd have to look at the exact number. I don't remember. And the, so at the time, the self-supported FKT was five and a half days. Okay. So I did it in three and a half days. Yeah. And the supported record, I beat the supported record by an hour. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. So was it, did you do self-supported or unsupported? Self-supported. So wait, I thought if you just carry all your, your so you you had some caches? I, I left some caches okay, out okay, there. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I put food every 30 miles. Okay. So there was some, a little bit of planning in there then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. But, you know, you had to figure something out there. What were you eating? Let's see here. Man, 
if I look back on my what my food choices now versus when I did the PNT, oh my gosh, I had no idea what I was doing at the PNT. Well, that was, I mean, when we talked, you admitted like you learned a lot of lessons on oh, the PNT, so dude. That was it. So, I mean, the benefit since I had like every thirty miles, um, and it was such a short trail, I had a lot of benefit on food. So, like, I had like some rice and black bean and cheese okay. burritos, yeah. like yeah. for the first hundred miles. Yeah, like because I was like, that'll keep. Yeah, I had. I mean, lots of chips. Okay, lots of. Nuts and nut butters. Yeah. Crack. A, a decent variety of food. Okay. Yeah. So it was, I, for some reason, I was thinking you just like whatever you could have, carry in your pack and that a bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. That's cool. Do you, and is that what you were doing when you were trying to watch Star Trail? Same kind of deal? Same, same food? Yeah, okay. same thing. Exact same thing. I'm trying to help you here, man. Trying to troubleshoot and see what's going no, on. No, it's just I, for whatever reason... The Washtenaw Trail is my Eleanor. What if you tried it the opposite way? Fawn mentioned that. That might be it. I don't know. Well, the Washtenaw Trail starts off with like a ton of rocks. Yeah. And then at the end or in the Little Rock side, it's yeah. flat and easy. Right. Like when you're tired and exhausted, you want the flat and easy. Right. And versus like if I'm tired and exhausted and I'm in all those rocks, I'm probably going to slip and fall on my face. Yeah. I don't know, like, <laughs> but then what if I don't throw up and I just but yeah, plow but yeah, through it? Not, I don't know. Not, it hadn't been working what you're doing, so <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> man, that's interesting. Are you going to try it again at some point? Probably. It's yeah. not on my mind right now. Yeah, well, I know, yeah. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if I go back to it eventually. Yeah. I just, it's there. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. It's kind of like in, in, uh, in IT. Sometimes I'll be like just troubleshooting something and just mm. beating my head against a wall. Like just can't figure it out. Like, you know, you go down rabbit holes and you just, you know, and it's like, you just got to walk away, walk away, come back the next day. And you're like, oh, there it is. Maybe you just need to like, yeah, just do what you're doing. Just leave it alone. <laughs> and then go back. I don't know. Maybe that'll do it for you. Maybe you need to do it like supported or something. Get some people out there and hunting. I don't know. All right. All right. I don't know. Well. When you do it, we'll have another podcast because I think you'll I think you'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. We'll, I hope so. <laughs> and we'll I hope talk so. about what it was. I'm a little bit focused on other things right now, but yeah. I, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if I go back to it eventually. Yeah. So after you did Ozark Trail FKT, what did you? What was your recovery like? Your ankle was kind of jacked up. What, yeah, what, I, I had to. St my mom lives in Missouri, and I had to stay at her house for three days because I couldn't drive home. Oh, really? So oh, I sent you pictures. Yeah, it was yeah. nasty. And I was like, is this normal? And my toe got infected because I had like a nasty blister. And like on the PNT, I, I took really good care of my feet because yeah. I knew I had to go a long ways. Yeah. And then on the Ozark Trail, I was like, oh, it's just 230 miles. Just I'm just going to go. Yeah. And then all the water crossings, one of my blisters got infected. Okay. And yeah, it was like spreading to my foot. So I had to go to the doctor afterwards, get like antibiotics. Yeah. And... So is your, your right foot? It was in my right foot. Yeah, yeah. Like, God, that's messed up, dude. He couldn't can't even drive. No, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. All right, we got to spend time with mom. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And right, well, how long was that, like, before you were able to start hiking or running? Dude, it was, it, I, I want to say it was like two weeks or two or three weeks before I was like, I was starting to get concerned. I was like, wait. Yeah. This is not a good ratio. Like, there was only three and a half day trail and yeah three and a half weeks later i'm still not feeling normal yeah it's not yeah not good at all no <laughs> well what do you, i mean what did you do during that time to to pacify your because i mean you know i mean we were talking before mm -hmm. sharing with my knee issues and stuff like that and it, luckily i can go to the gym i can work out i find some 
I'll mm-hmm. enjoy some of that and I can do, I was able to do some, I was able to still like hike, power hike, mm-hmm. walk and stuff. So I'd go for walks. But like, what do you do when you can't do what you want to do? I mean, you know, I, I mean, since that was 2022, so much has happened between them. Like, it's hard to really think about the true timeline there, but yeah, it may have been a month later that I was on the Bigfoot trail. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It may have been like, okay, all right. Like, like literally like to a couple of days after my foot's like my ankles feeling okay and I can walk normal. I'm like, all right, let's go do another one. So there's a theme here. What we're going to see is that you use some of these trails to, to help heal, heal yourself. Right. Oh yeah. So you, where is the Bigfoot trail and how long is it? It is in Northern California. Okay. I believe it's 358 miles long. Okay. And oh my gosh, it's stupid pretty. Well, Northern it's, California is. I, I mean, it go, okay. So like no one, not a lot of people know about it. So yeah, yeah, similar was, to the PNT, it's not very well maintained. Yeah. <laughs> lots of blowdowns, <laughs> lots of bushwhacking, but I didn't see a single through hiker. I had the whole trail to myself the whole time. Did you stay clothed the whole time? I did. <laughs> I did. Okay, I did. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of, I have found the solution to that problem. Oh, what's, what's the chafing solution? What did yeah. you, you do? What'd... Exoskin. Oh, you're doing the, the exo underwear? Yeah, the 3.1. Nice. Dude, amazing. I was talking to one of my runners last night uh-huh. that I coach who's going to do the, he's going to do a race in Colorado. And he, we were talking about, I was telling him to try the exo underwear. So it's they, incredible. They, really? Okay. Yeah. Because I have, I have not had to run naked since then. Since I discovered Did, did you run in your XO underwear just or no? Not on okay. the Ozark Trail or Big Bad okay. Trail. <laughs> but on some other shows. All right. Well, shout, shout out to Exoskin, man. Yeah. So before Exoskin, they advertised on the podcast before, T8, uh, it's a company out of Hong Kong. And they have some liners that you put on, kind of like the XO underwear, uh-huh. you put on your running shorts. And I still wear some of the, those. And I need to try the XO underwear. Do you get the, are they kind of long? I know you can get longer ones or shorter ones. You- I like the shorter ones just because there's less material on you. Yeah. yeah. But I do have, I do have both. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I've tried underwear. I've tried, I've literally tried probably every type of yeah material <laughs> and every type of cloth, every type of ointment, every type of device yeah. that there is. Device. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we might need to talk off the air. <laughs> yeah. And so, the, and that's what worked for you, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, shout mm-hmm. out. Shout, uh, then we may still have a, a code. I don't know. We used to have a code for the Run the Riot podcast. Oh, yeah. Run the Riot on it. Exoskin. Did you use it? I used it. Okay. Well, yeah. we still got a code. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I think good. it was like 20% off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Exoskin. All right. Cool. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So, so the Bigfoot Trail, because you know the Bigfoot is in the Pacific North Northwest up there, but it's not not related not, to not the related Bigfoot Two Hundred Ultra Race. Right. It's gotcha. just a it's a national scenic trail. Okay. Is it? A, I don't know if it's a national scenic trail. It's a long trail. That's gotcha. what it is. Gotcha. It goes through the redwoods. There's 28 different species of conifers on that trail. So, like, I was like doing side hikes. Like, I went off trail like three miles one way just to see a Pacific silver fir, which is like a super rare tree. Yeah. And I get there and then I realize I have no idea what a Pacific silver fir looks like. And I don't have cell service. <laughs> so then I hiked another three miles to get to the top of a mountain for cell service. <laughs> like, I mean, it was a pure adventure. I mean, there was one time I, I, I saw a snake eating a salamander. And so I watched it eat a salamander over the course of an hour. Yeah. Just slowly swallowing it. That's so it's kind of neat. So, we, you know, 
since we started, we just talked about two different trails, mainly two different trails that you've done since then. Uh-huh. One was FKT where you're just getting it, you're going. And then this one, you're just enjoying it. It's- yeah. And this was, that was actually the first time I've ever hiked that slow, I think. Yeah. Since I just got into big miles. Yeah. Yeah. And just ex- enjoying yeah. it. So what-, what I slept you- inside of a Redwood. Oh, what? Yeah. That's- yeah. That was it. You just found one and it was, had the good little- it was like hollowed out from a fire a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. So what did your kit look like when you went hike Bigfoot? Well, uh, it was pretty much pretty close to the PNT FKT gear I took. Okay. It was the same bag. Okay. Same sleeping pad. It may have been everything was the same. How long did it take you? Uh, I think. So I actually ended up yo-yoing it. Like I parked my car and what yo-yo means you like I hike the trail and then you just hike it back to your car. I originally had a friend that was going to meet me at the end. Yeah. And like, give me a ride back to my car. Yeah. He had a change of plans and I was like, all right, I'll just do it twice. (laughs) Okay. All right. So 358 miles you said? And you just hiked 358 miles back? Uh Uh-huh. Well, did you have the food? What did you do? Does it pass through some cities and stuff? Uh, Mailed a resupply box to i think three different towns along the way okay and so i just had boxes sent to the same three towns on the way back okay all right so so it must have been pretty i mean since you kind of hiked it and took your time and stuff you took a month it was about a month yeah okay nice that must have been that must have been pretty cool though and then when you're going back it's different direction season i mean seasons change but it's just different weather and if you get to see it from a different perspective that must have been pretty i need to look into that trail that's how i love the area up there it's beautiful oh yeah what made you decide to do that just because it's there well, I've, so I've always loved the Redwoods. Yeah. I'm a big tree lover. And whenever I discovered that that trail went through the Redwoods, I was like, my I carry it was on my radar. Yeah. And at the time, I'd, I mean, I, so I knew I needed to get back into shape and get back into where I could move after the Ozark Trail FKT because really the Ozark Trail FKT was not my goal for the year. Right. That was just a training yeah. part of my Regimen, if you will. Yeah. And because my really big goal last year was the PCT. Yeah. I wanted to set an FKT on the PCT. Yeah. And I was like, I have to get moving again. Like, I can't be sitting around in my butt with a hurt ankle. I got to get moving. Yeah. So I did the Bigfoot Trail. And then and then I, that night after that, I started running really hard. And yeah. I think I may have been in denial because yeah. my ankle was still hurting. Yeah. But I knew the PCT was routed around the corner. I was like, I can't be waiting for stuff to heal. I need to be training. <laughs> it makes sense at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, you kind of made it worse. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And is that about the time where you started doing like, like a lot of the hiking to the, like the canyons and the repelling type stuff? Was that? Uh, I remember. I've been canyoneering for three or four okay. years now. Okay. See, I guess you were posting a lot of it that you didn't post before or something. You were just, was that just part of your routine or are you, I don't know. Were you doing a lot of that? I would say over the last three or so years, I would probably spend a month in the spring and about a month in the fall. Okay. Canyoneering mountains on Southern Colorado just because I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. I'm like, you drive out there and like, you can set up camp and then go hit like three canyons a day. Yeah. I mean, there's infinite canyons. Really? And there, some people see my videos and they're like, Nick, that looks just like the canyon did the other day. And I'm like, no, they are all different. You were a canyonist. That's <laughs> like, they are all unique in their own way. Do not discriminate. That's awesome. 
<laughs> All your Kenyans looking like. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's so I didn't realize that you were in Colorado doing a lot of that. That's pretty awesome. Hey. Yeah, Southern Utah. So the Colorado you, Plateau. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Colorado Plateau is, I know it sounds like Colorado, but okay. that's what the I geological gotcha. feature of Southern Utah is. I gotcha, I gotcha. Sweet. Okay, so does, was that, were you still hurting during that time or? Let's see. Well, I think after the Bigfoot Trail, I was just running. I may have mostly been in Oklahoma because yeah. June and July is way too hot for yeah. Utah. Uh, it would not be fun. <laughs> it would be miserable. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then I went after the PCT. Yeah. And what happened there? I made it 238 miles in three and a half days. And then my ankle was not a cankle. It was a cankle. Yeah, it was the size of my thigh. Oh. It was so fat. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I was hurting worse than I did on the Pacific Northwest Trail. And I was only three days into it, three and a half days into it. Yeah. And... I mean, if I look back on that, okay, so I listened to your podcast with Christian Morgan about the AT, yeah, his a a Appalachian yeah. Trail FKT attempts, yep, and how he do it again, yeah, and I'm like, and like I listened to him how he had, you know, the tendinosis or tendinopathy, yeah, you know, yeah, and so that's basically what I have with my ankle, okay, at this point, yeah, and I'm like, okay, he could push through it, maybe I could have pushed through it. You know, like, did I, should I have pulled off? Was that a bad idea? But when I look back on it, I don't know if injury wise, pulling off was the right idea or not, but there was a lot of other factors that happened after I got off the trail that would have halted the PCT attempt anyways. Oh, what? Like more fires popped up in yeah. Oregon yeah. that I would like, would not have been able to get around. Okay. Even if there was a reroute. Yeah. I've learned later David, I literally had no idea what I was doing last time we talked. <laughs> oh my gosh. So there's FKT, there's like the FKT.com rules. Yeah, yeah. And then I have learned recently that there are higher standards amongst some of the FKT community. The be kind of the best practices. The like, like the actual athletes. Yeah. So like according to the FKT website, as long as there's a reroute published by the PCTA, you can go around a fire. And as long as the reroute is longer than the original route, so you're putting forth greater effort, yeah. then it's acceptable. And so, like, I, I saw, you know, a closure that was 100 miles long, but there was, like, a 130-mile reroute. Yeah. And I was like, that's a lot more miles, but it's possible. Yeah. Well, it turns out, amongst the FKT community, that's way too many miles to miss. So it wouldn't have been respectable. Uh, yeah. It had been, yeah. It, it would have been, okay, FKT.com might have been, like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But other people would have been like, dude, you missed way too much of the trail. You did not do the PCT. The actual trail. Yeah. And I can, so. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that saved me there. What's hard is on, on trails that long, there are always, and I, you know, I understand, you know, that's a lot. hundred miles is a lot, but there's always something going on, you know, always some kind of reroute, some kind of something, you know, seems like, you, you, I mean, who, how many people have actually hiked the whole actual trail? Not a lot because yeah. there's a lot of issues with the PCT. Well, like right now. I was looking, three very important bridges in the Sierra have been completely wiped out by snowmelt. Yeah. And uh, those are over some pretty significant water crossing? Or? Well, I just discovered those a couple hours ago. Yeah. And, you know, you read some people say, oh, that's river's not swimmable. There's no way to get across. And you got to take that stuff with a grain of salt because 
most warnings are not real warnings. Like yeah. it's like, okay, maybe for most people they or have to put, yeah, they have to put, I mean, cause yeah. of, but if you're experienced and you're confident in your abilities, most of the times warnings are like, yeah. Okay. Thanks for telling me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can, well, you have to wonder like some of that, if it's not, depending on how much the snowmelt is and how much it's rushing, like somebody may go throw a line across it too to, you know, uh -huh. I mean, some people do that. They'll go and like, all right, there's a rope across it now to pull you, you know, if it's kind of hard or, you know, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. So I need to do some research there. All right. All right. But I mean, like on, when I did the Arizona trail just a few months ago, they, when I got to the Grand Canyon, they were saying, oh, you know, cause the, I mean, there was like record snow on the Arizona trail this year and there were like all the snow melt on the North Rim of the Grand Canyon. It's wiped out the trail. It's not passable anymore. They're telling everybody to go around it. And I'm like, well, is it closed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, it's not closed, but we don't, we were recommending nobody to go through it. And I'm yeah. like, but it's not closed. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go ahead and yeah. do it. And even what you see. <laughs> and they're like, well, do you have the, you know, watch out for cornices and like, you know, make sure you have gear. And I'm like, if it's not closed, I'm going to do it. And, and it, I mean, there were definitely some part parts where I found where they were like, okay, that's what they were warning people about because there was no trail on the side of a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like tiptoeing, like holding onto the wall for like 20 feet to get to the other side. Yeah. But it wasn't that bad. Right. I even met an 80 year old up there. Yeah. Like it was like his 12th time to do rim to rim to rim in a day. <laughs> and I'm like, not that bad. Yeah. So I'm like, so when I hear. Yeah. People giving a warning saying, oh, it's not passable. I'm like. Is, but is it really not passing on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't know. Don't try. Right. <laughs> yeah. Don't go drown. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's okay. Well, you got, you have time to, you get, got time to learn and try to, and try to do a little research to see what's what, and you're going to have time before you get to that area. So, right. Yeah. And I do have a backup plan. Right. If. There you go. Pack your rat. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> All that <laughs> I carried this pack raft. 1,800 miles just for this one river. So, so you just mentioned the Arizona Trail. And so you just, I mean, you just got back from Arizona Trail, right? I know you did. Hey, dude, before that, you did Arizona. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. You did Arizona Trail kind of just to hear it. Yeah. So I jacked up last year, jacked up the ankle on the PCT. And then, I mean, I was, and then I went canyoneering too soon, but it was my month. It was my canyoneering month. Yeah. Um, it's on this calendar. So I probably shouldn't have done that, but I had a great time. And I mean, I was rappelling off 120 foot waterfalls and death Valley. I mean, absolutely incredible time. But then, I mean, I went back to crutches in December. Really? And then I was like, okay, I've, because my ankle was hurting so bad. Yeah. I was like, I have to do something. And so then I started throwing everything at my ankle. Like originally it was a three-step program. I was calling it my three-step program to heal it. Like I was going to let it heal as much as it could on its own. And then I was going to do this sound wave stem cell therapy. And then. Uh, I think I'm doing that on my knee. It's all. Yeah. Some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Where would you do it with? With sincerity. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm doing that on my knee. Yeah. Okay. I just would do that. So I think it helps. Yeah. yeah. And I did that. And then, and it was almost, and then 
here's the crazy part. So I had three things that I was like really doing hardcore. And then, like I said, like a really deep prayer, like a very meaningful prayer, like, you know, to heal my ankle. And then all of a sudden, other things that would benefit my ankle started popping up left and right. Like, and some stuff that's kind of hokey pokey that people would be like, oh, Nick, that's not going to do anything. I've got to get a chicken. <laughs> you pull a feather off its tail and put it under running water. <laughs> almost. Almost. But no, like from, I mean, some of the stuff I got from your podcast, like the healing sound frequency, I was doing like meditation and all these different strength exercises and different mushrooms that are supposed to heal your body. Okay. Like Rishi and yeah. and started taking all these different and then collagen and yeah. like every I mean I was throwing everything. Any peptides? Yeah. Which ones? The BPC one five seven? I have no T idea. T <laughs> 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 just those collagen peptides on the thing. Anyway, I I've been doing some digging, dude, before kind of the same thing. Just throwing stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was my three-step program and now it's actually my 20-step program. That's how many steps have increased. What helped? I don't know, but it's working. Right. Well, I mean, like I've even changed my food. Okay. How'd you change? What did you do? Always like hearing that people are doing different, man. So, man, I probably should. So I'm not super proud of this. This is one of the ones I'm already talking about, so I have to finish. Not editing, man. The plant-based diet. Okay. I freaking love meat and I love cheese. And I will tell you, man, the first month, giving up, giving up, I gave it all up in January. Yeah. And January was hard. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I, at one point I thought I was going through withdrawals because I yeah. felt sick. Yeah. Yeah. And, but then after January, everything was fine. I could yeah. finally be next to someone eating a hamburger and I wouldn't be dying. Yeah. Are you going to keep it or are you going to? Well, I told myself I would do a 90 day trial. Okay. Try it out 90 days, see how I feel. So I did it throughout the Arizona trail. Yeah. And I mean, the thing it's hard. The hard thing is I'm doing so many things for my ankle. I don't know if one thing's helping more than something else. Right. Right. Yeah. It's hard. And then, you know, with any kind of, kind of, I would say, I don't want to use the word radical. I don't mean it negative, but any kind of like substantial, like diet change mm -hmm. like that. You're going to have some good effects, you know, depending on how you were eating. How were you eating before? What were you doing before? Oh, dude, I ate like crap. Okay, you were just... Like, I ate junk. 100% junk. I mean, like, yeah. if I look back on the PNT about what I was eating, no wonder I was hurting so bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no wonder it took me so long to recover. Yeah. Because I was eating crap. Yeah. And soon, I mean, I'll say something, because before I even started hiking, because remember, I was on, I went back to crutches in December. Yeah plant-based diet i lost 15 pounds just in diet in a month and a half you and they you, you ate crap on the trail but how do you your normal diets normal diet at home was crap okay yeah, no, just, it was just crap just, everywhere just, <laughs> and now i'm like very picky about what i and it's really hard so i think and this is just like because i lean more toward almost carnivore uh-huh you know that's kind of where i'm going now uh -huh. to kind of you know and some people are like it's kind of the same things, you know, you have your camps and, but I think any, anytime you start just cleaning up your diet in general, I think. I would agree with that. From that, you know, and this is just my opinion, but I think if you start doing meat again, but meat and natural, just eat the way God intended for us to eat kind of mm. junk. And I think you would probably do well. That's my opinion. Well, I kind of fell off the bandwagon on the Hadoop trail. He did? Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
So, man, I did all the Arizona Trail plant-based, and it seemed like it was doing well. Yeah. And then I did the Hayduke Trail. And now the thing about the Hayduke Trail, Dude, I never... which eventually we got to come back to the Arizona Trail because of all the snow on the okay, up yeah, north yeah. end. But so on the Hayduke Trail, like the Hayduke Trail is 800-ish miles through the middle of nowhere, southern Utah. No res- The traditional route doesn't really go through many resupply towns. Okay. And it's, I wasn't expecting to see anybody. Like I spent a lot of time in that area, Southern Utah. So I know it. And I'm like, there's not anybody out there. Like there's a few places that you might expect people, but for the most part, super rural. I'm like, so I buried food in the desert every hundred miles. <laughs> it's very yeah. Spot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know? Um, and so, cause I wasn't expecting to see anybody. And I will tell you, I have experienced more trail magic on the Hayduke trail than any other trail I've ever been on. That's one of my notes. And so we'll have to get back to that. Cause I definitely want to get back to the kindness of strangers on a trail. Okay. That's some of the things that definitely need to talk. But is that why you fell off the wagon for Hayduke? Cause you're just eating whatever. Eat, eat. Well, so one of these, I mean, I swear, like everyone gave me beer. <laughs> Everyone gave me beer. The river gave me beer. I found a I beer said, in the river. It's on your video. You were just, just floating by. Yeah. Like, and it blows my mind how many people I came across. Like, I'm like, I'm not supposed to see people out here. Like, I would meet tour guides. I would meet people on canyoneering trips. But yet the canyoneer people, when I met them, I walked up out of the middle of nowhere desert. They started calling me Desert Jesus because I showed up out of the middle of nowhere desert. Yeah. And I was wearing sandals at the time and, you know, my hair now and, but they were cooking bacon and they were like, you want a piece of bacon? And I was like, I would love a piece of bacon, but I'm trying this thing out. You know, I'm like 110 days into it. I told myself I'd give it 90 days, but it was working so that I have to freaking continue this bull crap. And then another person came over with some sourdough bread. And some toasted sourdough bread. You know what this one? They gave it to me. And they're like, oh, that was toasted with bacon grease. And I was like, oh, no wonder it tasted so good. And I'm like, you know what? Just give me one piece of bacon. And then next thing I know, I've had several pieces of bacon. And then next thing I know, I've had five cheeseburgers. <laughs> and then, you know, they made beef fajitas. Yeah. And, you know, then like two days later, I ran into some more people that gave me like a salami and cheese sandwich. And... It was always over after that. Yeah. Did you notice any difference? So it's hard to say because, I mean, like the day after the five cheeseburgers, I did like 43 miles, you know, not trying to go fast, but I knew that in 43 miles I had some juice buried. Yeah. So I had some extra motivation to get to the juice and there wasn't much water on that section. So that was really like, that's my next liquid option. And it felt fine. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, but then again, it, but I will say this, I fell off the bandwagon hardcore since I've gotten back. Cause that was, since I've gotten back from the Haiti trail, I would say I've been doing 80% plant-based. Yeah. Cause I'm telling you, like, once you have cheese, like you can't just have one little piece of cheese. <laughs> and it's, yeah. So I've been, so I haven't been eating junk. Right. But I have, but here's the thing. I kind of feel my ankle. Since you gotten back and you didn't feel it, why? Uh-uh. Well. Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. Sometimes I lie to myself. 
at least you know you lied to yourself. Yeah. But it's more like, like I can kind of feel it like when I'm like pressing the gas pedal. Yeah. Like just barely, like sometimes, not all the time, yeah. like, or not pressing, but lifting up. Yeah. And then I go for a run and it feels great. Injuries are stupid, man. It's hard. I hate when doctors are like, hey, this is what's going on. And like, what this, and sometimes it's this, sometimes, and like, it's hard. Yeah. It's And it's hard to know when to ease up and when to, because like you think, I mean, as so much as you've done, as much as I've run, like sometimes I've been on a rake before, my calf feels like somebody shot it with a, Oh my God, this is going to be over. I just got to get to the next aid station and RR. I'm just, I keep running and five miles, it's fine till, you know, the rest of the race. It's <laughs> what was that? Right. Yeah. I don't, the human body's weird. Yeah. It's, it, it's hard. So I don't know. Oh, man. But no, it's I great. Can, I don't it, feel anything. It, it's great. It's, it's, that's not, it's, I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't know, man. Say, but hopefully, it maybe just needs to get back on track. Yeah. Get the trail magic going. Other yeah. kind of trail magic. Dude, I don't know how I get so much trail magic. Yeah. I'm even getting trail magic on trails here in Tulsa. I, I saw that. Is that fireball? The little the fireball shot? Yeah, I, I haven't opened it. I still have it in my car. It, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the seal's not broken or anything. Not a trail. Yeah, fireball shot. Yeah. There's probably somebody I know that did there. There are people who ran the fireball on all the road. <laughs> I said eight stations. <laughs> Probably not really good to drink while you're trying no. to drink. No. man. Let's go back to the Arizona trip, but I want to get back to Hey Dude because I want okay. to talk about trail magic and kindness of strangers out there. But Arizona trail, you you were doing it. Purpose of it was to kind of kind of it was to heal my ankle, heal your ankle, get out there. No no time. You know, you're just trying to get out there and do it right. Right. I told myself I would only hike during daylight hours. Okay. Like, and I had an ankle brace with me that I wore the entire time. Okay. Like just a little sleeve or something. It was the ASO one that you, it, it's got laces and yeah, like Velcro yeah. straps and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I had like, you know, creams to put on my ankle and I was like, if it bothers me at all, I'll stop and let it rest. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'll ice day. it. Like yeah. I was like, I've never taken a zero day before in my life, but I'll be okay with zero days. Yeah. I did take some zero days. Yeah. And I was like, you know, if I have to do like a, you know, like a low mile day, like a 15 mile day or something, I'll be okay with that. Yeah. And I, I would normally end up doing, I told myself I wouldn't do more than 30 miles a day because I knew I would struggle with, I knew it wouldn't be possible for, to do lower than 20 miles because I'm like, I would be so bored. What am I, what else am I supposed to do out here? But I was like, I won't do more than 30 miles a day. Yeah. I only broke that rule five times. Like I did a 43 mile day yeah. through the Mazatzels, but that's because a really bad rainstorm was coming. And I was like, if I just get to pine, I can avoid the mud. Yeah. So I had a few moments like that, but it was really just an ankle therapy trip. Arizona trails, 800, 800 something. 799.5. Okay. 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 Gotcha. Gotcha. How was it? I mean, how was the trail? You know, is it pretty varied and stuff? I don't know. Uh, so I'm used to doing trails that don't have much maintenance. Okay. You know, I'm used to trails that are overgrown, bushwhacky, blowdowns. Yeah. Arizona Trail is meticulous. Like, now, if you ask other hikers, they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's rugged, blah, blah, blah. It, no, dude, that trail is, like, pristine. Yeah, yeah. Really? Like, there's super fancy gates. Super, I mean, like, there's, tr they have boxes at, like, every, I don't know, maybe every 50 to 100 miles where trail angels will put water 
Nice. For hikers, yeah. you know, and you're not supposed to put food in them, but they'll put food in them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, a little cookie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I, mean, I was, and I mean, I was meeting people, you know, I'd run into someone and be like, are you on the Arizona Trail? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you want an orange? And I'm like, you have oranges? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, I just hike around with oranges to give them to Arizona Trail hikers. So, yeah. So yeah. Th that was actually my first time experiencing like lots of trail magic. And I'm like, oh, this is what. Well, you've done these other ones that you've done are kind of, I mean, obscure trails. You've been on a lot of, you know, like, I guess not the more popular trails. And so a lot of, I guess, trail magic. That right. Happens. A lot of people. In yeah. Trail, you know, do the Arizona Trail. So, so you there's guys, people going out specifically to give trail magic. Like, yeah. That's pretty awesome. I mean, I did laundry several times on that trail, which I'm not used to. You know, I had lots of showers. Like hiking. Yeah, I slept in a bed like four times. Wait, they, like you met some people or something and they said, hey, just come stay at our house? Yeah. Was, remember you seeing that like a couple fed you supper? And, yeah. Like, don't even know you. And, no. It's awesome. Yeah, dude. it was incredible. People are awesome, man. They really are. I think that's a good thing to remember. And that's why I like when you post stuff like that, Trailman, mm -hmm. just inviting you and on, on the hey dude, turn over on your raft, lost all your stuff. People are oh, yeah. telling you stuff. And like, because like, there is a lot of negative and a lot of things going on. There's a lot of like, you know, people against each other in different camps and all that stuff. People, by and large, when you just talk to people, it's not a good thing. Uh, you know, people generally want to help people. I mean, get them out from behind a keyboard. And, and just be a human in front of a human. Yeah. You know, like, let's help each other out and encourage yeah. each other. So people, I think all, yeah, that's cool. If you're just hiking out to give oranges. <laughs> yeah, it blew my mind. Now, I mean, there were a lot of people. I did see a lot of people on the Arizona Trail. Yeah. So I generally like the solitude. I like hiking alone. So I didn't have a whole lot of that until I got to the snow. Okay. And then once I hit the four feet of snow... I had the whole thing to myself. <laughs> Everyone else bailed. I was panning up with your pinchers because you were like, here's the sign. Knowing the sign would be <laughs> with your head, and then it was your bending the whole book. I had to dig the sign out, yeah. <laughs> I'm on the trail. <laughs> it's great. There was lots of times I was not on the trail because, I mean, everything was covered in snow. I mean, literally out of the northern 300 miles, from mile 585 to mile 800, I snowshoed about 220 of that. So you you brought snowshoes with you because you, know, you knew it or you just... I was... Ex because Arizona had such a record snow year, yeah. I knew I was going to need snowshoes at some point. Yeah. And so I had them on standby at home and I was like, Hannah, hey, I'm just going to need you to mail these. Okay. Just be on standby to when I know where I need them. Yeah. And, oh, do you definitely had to have them. I... Yeah. And I'd never snowshoed before. Oh, that, was, that was my next question. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> Snowshoe. Yeah, I mean, how, how was? It? Uh, I mean, I knew I, it was about what I was expecting. Okay. The snowshoeing was. Yeah. The cold wasn't. I wasn't expecting the cold. But, I mean, it. I mean, it slowed me down. There, the, my first day where I was snowshoeing the entire time, it took me all day to do twenty miles. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. I'm tired. Different muscles. Different muscles. And I mean, like I had like a, on the, up on the Mogollon Rim, I had a seven degree night and, you know, I've got a 30 degree quilt with me and, you know, I wake up and my shoes are frozen solid. Like, and it takes you, and I'm not exaggerating, like five minutes per shoe to get them on just because you, they won't, you can't get your foot in them. Yeah. 
And so you're freezing, like frustrated freezing. Like I have to get these on fast so I can start moving to get warm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, and I have to start moving now because at this pace, I only brought four days of food to get to Flagstaff at this pace. It's going to take me more than four days. Yeah. Yeah. Pressure there. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so on my, after my second day of snowshoeing with like, and it was dumping heavy snow the whole time. Really? It was yeah. Really, you were getting it. Like, oh yeah. Like it was heavy. I mean, it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I felt like Narnia, but I mean, like cold to where like I had to be wearing a jacket the whole time. You know, then the nights were like miserable. And then I got to start thinking like, this is an angle recovery trip. Should I be doing this? Yeah, like, is this too much for my ankle? Yeah. And like, and it was, I your ankle. <laughs> uh, and it was so cold. It was seven degrees. It was miserable. Like, I'm like, I was starting to think this is stupid. Like, I was like, maybe this is type three fun, you know? <laughs> Like not even type two. And so I took a zero day. I took a day off. I had got some warm food in me, you know, had some warm conversations. And then I was like, hmm, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> yeah. So I go back out into it and I, you know, finished the rest of the trail and it was absolutely incredible. I mean, I had the Northern 300 miles to myself, no tracks in front of me, just finding my bearings and just go North for 30 minutes and then I'll check my map and see where I'm at. And it was awesome. What? Okay, so nurture running and stuff. I do spend a lot of time in. Mm -hmm. It's just me. But this is, you know, this would be hours and hours. I'll be running by myself, six hours, something like that. What are you thinking when you're out there on the trail for a couple of days, you know, and it's just you? What are, What's going on in your mind? Like, what are you processing? What are you, you know, do you, yeah, what's going on in your head? I almost laugh because Hannah knows, probably knows exactly what I'm so obsessed with the PCT. All I'm thinking about is the PCT. So you're all the whole time the trail, thinking about the PCT. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm even like, pra I'm practicing setting up camp and taking down camp. Like, yeah. Like, oh, okay, sweet. I can take down camp in eight minutes now. You know, yeah. you know, I can get, I can go from hiking on the trail to laying down in my quilt, ready to sleep in four minutes, you know? Yeah. And then I'm, you know, which is crazy because on the Pacific Northwest Trail, I had days where it would take me 40 minutes to take down camp. Yeah. So you just fine tuning and. Yeah. And I'm not even setting an FKT. I was just, you know, and I'm like, even packing my pack differently every morning. Like, you know, what if I do it this way? You know, it's, if it, is it faster this way? You know? Yeah. So it's kind of a, it's a, it, it, on the, even on the Arizona Trail, you're rehabbing your ankle, but you're prepping, you're thinking, you're yeah. testing. Trying to see what's working. Yeah. That's it's pretty awesome. I'm obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't, I don't know. We get I get asked this all the time. I have a friend every time I post that like a pay just did a hundred mile race or do this big race or whatever, or going, you know, hike, whatever. And he always just post why. <laughs> I was like <laughs> Because I can. Yeah. I mean, because I'm like, well, what did why not? Bobby Boucher say something like that, you know, because they need to order, you know. <laughs> got the gotta run the I like that. I like that. <laughs> but so, I mean, so PCT, it's a, it's an obsession a little bit, but it's not just to complete it. it it's, it's it's FKT too. I'm hearing. You oh want, yeah. You do it and you want to do it well. Very well. Yeah. I don't want to just do it. I want to crush it. Okay. I, I yeah. like it. Yeah. 
Like I like. I see some intensity. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like uh, Timothy Olsen has the supported record with fifty-one days and some change, and Josh Perry now has the self-supported record of fifty-five days and some change. I want to do it in sub fifty days. Nice. Self-supported. Yeah. Yeah. That's fifty-three right. miles a day. All right. All right, 53 miles a day, and then how many miles total? It's gotten longer. The trail freaking got longer this year. How did that happen? What is that? For the long time, it was 2,653 miles. Now it's 2,655 miles, like 0. 0.4, I think. 55.4, like, what is this? And now you have to carry a bear can through more territory. Yeah. Okay, so you got some... You've got some other, some additional things to deal with. Yeah. All right. So that how that comes up to how many miles a day? To do a sum fifty? Yeah. Fifty three miles a day. Fifty three. You got it, man. Which I'm fairly confident. So forty eight miles a day would break would be like my absolute bare minimum. Cause that would break the self supported. Okay. Forty eight a day. And I'm fairly confident I can do that. Like that I know it's going to hurt. I know it's going to be a struggle, yeah. but I'm fairly confident I can do that. Yeah. 53. I'm going to hurt. I'm going to hurt bad. It's only five extra miles a day. Right. Yeah. So, but I mean, but it, I guess it's kind of like it in an ultra when you're there, when you're in it and you're hurting, it's a, like, I don't know. I always, I have to remind myself when I'm there, like I knew I was going to get here. Like I knew I was going to be here. I I knew that I was going to get in the pain cave. I have to make a decision. I make it, you know, to my runner I was visiting with yesterday. You know, you're going to get there. You know, it's going to get home. Yeah. You know, it's going to suck. And you make the decision right now. What are you going to do? Absolutely. Well, and I think, so I think my problem was last year, other than multi, there was another, so because I tried the PCT last year and I was hurting and I pulled off. Yeah. Since I knew I had the ankle injury and I was going into it, I was, I think I had a mental preparation of, I can't, my ankle can't get bad. Yeah. Like I was, but my mindset now is it's going to get bad. It's inevitable. I'm just going to have to push through it. And I think the difference is expecting it. Yeah. And being ready for it versus trying to push it away, like hold it off as long as possible. Yeah. And I was taking way too much ibuprofen and way too much Tylenol. Like I was taking max dosages, so I was masking it and probably making it worse. This time, I'm not going to. Yeah. Like I didn't take a single ibuprofen on the Arizona Trail or Hayduke Trail. Yeah. Maybe have some to sleep at night or something, but maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe at night to help me go to sleep. Yeah. And, but, but you're right about masking. Yeah, not while I'm moving. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Huh. But yeah, so completely different mindset. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. So, 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 here's the thing: we have to in, in the FKTs and racing and stuff. You have to kind of one of the things that helps you is like is learning how to deal with the unexpected. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, you know, stuff's gonna happen. You flip your raft at the Hayduke. We'll t- we need to talk about the Hayduke in a minute, but you know, think junk happens, or you had to change your plans because you couldn't get to the start of the race. Didn't wasn't there a difference on how you started the race, started the Hayduke or something? Oh or? yeah. Oh, this was super fun. Okay, so. <laughs> It wasn't fun until it became fun. Okay, but, gotcha. Um, so my original plan was I was going to park my car in Cedar City, Utah, and then yeah. take a bus to Moab. Okay. And start the Hayduke and Arches. Yeah. But 
I was on time. Oh. I was on time for my bus, but the bus left like 20 minutes early. And so I missed the bus. Yeah. And to get to Moab. And so I just took the next available bus. But as far as I could get was to Green River, Utah, which was not quite to Moab. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. And on the bus, I'm thinking, you know, I'll just hitch. I'll just find a way to hitch, you know, 50, 60 miles to Moab. Yeah. And then as I'm going, I'm looking at the map and I'm like, I could just float the Green River from Green River all the way into Canyonlands and then reconnect with the Hayduke you know, close to there. I'm like, that sounds way more fun than hitching. And how far of a float is that? 68 miles. 68 miles. Okay. Yeah. Did you had a raft with you? Or you had- oh yeah. I already had a raft with me because I was planning on rafting a lot of the Hey Duke. Okay. And so I was like, I already have a pack raft with me. Why not? Like this will be way more epic. And yeah. it, it was amazing. Uh, absolutely incredible. And I mean, that's where I found my first trail magic. I came across a beer floating down the river. I was like, oh, this is a great start to the trail. I, you know, I'm not even hiking. I'm just floating down this river, you know. And then it was like right before I got off that river, a giant wind, like like some massive winds came in. And like I'm in this tiny little pack raft. Yeah. You know, I'm going down the Green River where people have like these massive rafts. Yeah. And so like my raft is so tiny, I have to lay down in it with my pack between my legs. Yeah. yeah. And when this wind comes, like it's, like I'm having to paddle with all my effort just to stay upright. Yeah. Like, like thinking I'm about to go under. Like, yeah. and I end up losing like my water bottles and anything that was not tied down. I ended up losing. Yeah. And so I ran into some other people that gave me water and like a whole gallon of lemonade and, and like a, their kid gave me a most. Let me underline mostly empty bag of Cheeto puffs. Okay. And he hands it to me. It's mostly empty. And I'm like, and I'm like, can I have all this? Like, cause it was almost empty. And he's like, yeah. And so I just devoured the thing. And then he, he goes to his dad and goes, dad, don't give this guy any of our snacks. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but I haven't even started hiking yet. I've been floating the whole time. I don't even have hiker hungry. Oh, I have some leftover hiker hunger from the Arizona trail. Yeah. But yeah, it was an amazing start. I ended up rafting about 125 miles total on the Hayduke Trail. That's cool. No. We'll continue with the Hayduke Trail. But so like you go into it, you have to learn to be flexible because stuff happens, you know, like, you know, your bus and you have to change things up. But it also is helpful to know, to be able to change your mindset if you need to, mm-hmm. like, or be able to like, so a race I did, Silver Heels, 100 Miler, and, and I, I knew going into it, it was going to be, it's high elevation, it's going to be tough. And before that, I had done all my 100 Milers pretty fast. And I went into it and I was like, all right, this is going to be different. It's going to be a punch in the mouth. It's going to be a slaw. It's, I'm going to have to grind this one. And I went into it like knowing that, and it helped. Because if I had gone into it saying, oh, man, I'm just going to crush this thing, it started crushing me. And I'm, I'm, I wasn't mentally prepared, I probably probably wouldn't have finished it. But I went in just knowing because the mindset that, hey, it's a good possibility this is going to suck. Gonna, yeah, it's going to suck. I'm going to I'm gonna push through. And I pushed through and it was my longest, still my longest 100 miler ever. But, you know, got it done. And so like the mind, man, just to going in and just prepping yourself like, all right, you know, I'm going to hurt. My ankle, ankle's going to end up probably hurting. 
you know, I'm going to be smart. What can I do to help it? What can I bring with me? What can I, you know, make sure I don't maim myself for life, but it's going to be what it is. That's good. You know, and remembering that when you get there. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, what I experienced on the Arizona trail and the Haydu trail, that one particular moment on the Arizona trail, when I was super cold on the Mogollon rim in the middle of that snow, you know, I never snowshoed before. Yeah. And, you know, everything's frozen. And that was a good experience for me because I was thinking I need to quit. Mm. And I thought I was going to quit until I took that zero day. And I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. You know, let me get back out there. So looking back on that, I'm like, okay, I wanted to quit and I wasn't on an FKT. Yeah. So you can have those moments, those mental moments, whether you're on an FKT or not. I'm like, so once I hit it on, now I know on my next time I hit it on the FKT, now I'm saying this now, we will see what I actually do in the moment. It sounds good. Yeah. It's like, nobody got a plan to post it in my Exactly. Yeah. But now I know, okay, like I've had those moments. I know what it feels like. And it's just going to be down to the decision of how are you going to handle that? Yeah. Are you going to be mentally prepared? And I think slowing down and thinking, okay, what do I need? Yeah. Okay. Am I actually hurting this bad or is my mental state just a little bit weaker because I need more calories? Exactly. You know? Yeah. You know, do I need to add something else to improve my mood? Yeah. Electrolytes. Yeah. Yeah. Dehydrated. You know, and in fact, like I used to, on all my previous FKTs, I didn't take any headphones because I was like, I'm not going to listen to music. Uh, so I don't drain my battery. Okay. But I'm changing that up. I'm actually going to take some headphones and have like a playlist to play when I get into a bad mental state. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that'll help or not, but it's a tool. I'm taking every, I'm yeah. adding tools to the quiver. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't need it, great. If you need it, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that like, it's going to be that heavy. You got the phone or device anyway. So just yeah. The headphones. Yeah. And if I decided I don't want the headphones halfway through, I don't have a problem throwing away. There you go. <laughs> I have a problem throwing stuff away like when I'm not on trail, yeah. but once you're on trail, you're like, oh, this piece of paper. I got to throw this away. That's way too heavy. <laughs> this is way too heavy. Like, I'm, you know, I'm going to use these toe clippers, these nail clippers real quick, and then I'm going to toss them because they weigh too, way too much. Let me use this chapstick one more time, and then I don't need it for the next three days. I'll pick up another one. <laughs> like, it's pathetic. <laughs> I laugh at people who show their kids where they try to get super minimal. Their toothbrush is like a little bitty thing and they hold you just to they shave it down. So the toothbrush Dude, don't make fun of my toothbrush. <laughs> it weighs three grams and it works perfectly fine. <laughs> that, I am that guy. <laughs> you know. Yeah, most people Friday night, you know, they might be partying, you know, go to a bar. I'm at home weighing my gear. Finally feeling out of spreadsheet like 6.1 ounces that's too heavy we got to remove some guidelines from this let's cut some tags out i don't need that long of a strap i'll cut that off at least you bring it to the rest yeah that's yeah but yeah i don't know it's a challenge though there are a lot of factors that go into all that you know trying to like that just what do i need what don't i need because the hard part is, is if you need something and don't have it, you know, it, it, yeah, it mm-hmm. like, okay, but that's weight. It's weight I'm carrying for 2,655.4 miles. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and that's why I, I think another reason why I think FKTs are so fun. It's like the world's greatest strategy game. Yeah. 
Because you get to plan everything in advance, especially self-supported. Because yeah. you have to have everything planned out, you know, you know, from your food supplies to, you know, you know, what type of food you're using. Yeah. You know, the, even the weight of the food. Like, like olive oil is the lightest weight calorie-dense food that there is. Like, okay. you think of it as heavy, but because of how many calories are yeah. for the size. So, okay. I mean, like, I mean, I have... I now have an oatmeal recipe with like chia seeds and hemp parts in it that is 900 calories and I can eat it in like five minutes. Yeah. You know, I have my, it it does, you know, I have a, you know, a protein shake mix now that is insanely delicious and it's 800 calories. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Try to be efficient with that. Yeah. And and testing it out that you can stomach it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it doesn't get. You don't get sick of it because there's sometimes you know sometimes you can have something you're like oh this is delicious yeah it stays there and then after you've had it like ten times you're like oh I'm tired of this like most protein bars like oh I can't stand protein bars anymore they're disgusting yeah so I mean like now I mean have I bought two hundred dollars worth of bulk refried bean flakes refried bean flakes yeah because dude these the most tasty. Is it dry? Is it just dried out refried beans? Yeah, dried out refried beans. Add water to it, and you got refried beans in like three minutes. Where you get that? Um, refried beans. That's good. Uh, so apparently, like, like in Arizona, like most stores have them. Like, I can't find them in Oklahoma. <laughs> but so I've had to buy mine online. Yeah. Okay. And because they're so expensive, like in a store, like it's like three dollars for like one. To me, one serving. Yeah. When yeah. the packet it says five servings, it's really <laughs> only one serving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. Either. Yeah, so so I found some in bulk, and so I've got refried beans for like the next ten thousand miles. <laughs> PCT, like I, you know, I've prepared for the next couple of years. <laughs> that's pretty, and that's calories, carbs, all of. Oh yeah. yeah, and then you feel like you're eating real food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. Fun stuff, man. That's yeah. awesome. Refried bean flake. Okay. Yeah, I have to check that out. So. So you, you did Hey Duke and it was kind of part training, you know, testing stuff out. Yeah. I, I started running again on the Hey Duke. Okay. Through, with Packraft and everything. Oh yeah. Oh dude. Oh. And also I will say, so Arizona trail, Northern, the Northern half, cause I had to pick up a mountain windering tent yeah. and plus the snowshoes and the extra sleeping pad. Like my weight was way heavier than normal. Okay. Way heavier than I'm used to. Yeah. And then on the Hayduke Trail, because I had canyoneering gear with me and I had the pack raft and my paddles, like th- that weight was way heavier yeah. than I'm used to. So it was like as soon as I got back to Oklahoma and, you know, I'm back down at like 700 foot elevation, all this oxygen yeah, and no pack weight. Like uh, I went for my first run and I'm like, oh, like I'm dude, this is amazing. <laughs> like, you know, seven minute miles is nothing. Like, yeah. So... So I'm going to continue like, like, like my run, I ran three miles this morning or three hours this morning and with 20 pounds on my back, Oh, I'm just going to keep it heavy. Yeah. That way when I get to the PCT, I'm like, oh, this is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you run? You just run the streets right now? Because of all the rain, I was on the Creek Turnpike Trail. Okay. Yeah. It's not too far from my house. I can just run from my house all the way to it and then jump on it. Nice. Yeah. Run over 20 pounds and hours. That's awesome. How far do you go? 17 miles. Nice. That's awesome. Well, it's all flat though, too. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's good training. And ankle fine right the It's so weird. You're fine. And then I get home and I didn't, I'm like walking up the stairs and I'm like, what the hell? Like, I, 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 like that. 
And it's not like, I don't know if it's, it, I would say more of an annoyance than a pain. Yeah. yeah it's just like a ache. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's something there. Yeah. You want to forget about it, but it keeps like, hey. Yeah. And it's random. Like, so weird. Yeah. So, yeah. You've, so you've done all these things to get yourself ready. You've been running now that you're here. So when is, when is start day for PCP? So June 2nd is not start date, okay. but I'm going to go out to the Southern California section of the PCT and I'm going to spend some time on that yeah. just to acclimate to the heat and get ready. But actual start date for the PCT is probably July 16th. Okay. And you're starting south? We're going to go southbound. So okay. I'm going to start. Yeah, but well, there's so much snow. So the hard part with southbound is fires. But this year potentially could be a great year for southbound because there's a ton of snow in California and there's a ton of snow in Oregon. But Washington had a light snow year. Huh. So I could start in, in Washington, not have to deal with snow. And then what I'm hoping is that things are still slightly wet in Oregon and in California by the time I get there Yeah, to help feed off the wildfires. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to... But then there's another argument that says that if there's a whole bunch of snow and there's a whole bunch of wet, then the plants grow really big and then there's a whole bunch of fuel for the fires. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So so hopefully if I start, you know, mid-July, my, then I can get through Oregon by like August 5th or, you know, August 3rd or something. Yeah. And I've, I've, I'm pretty confident if I can get through Oregon before August or like, you know, at the very beginning of August, then I think I'll be fine. Cause that's, it's really like Northern California and Oregon that fires are the problem. Yeah. It's always, we got to deal with like, even Tahoe, there's um, a big time from the fire out there. Yeah. Bad. But which is another reason why we need to hike fast and hike often. There you go. You know, because we need to see everything before, before the fire. Gets yeah. You know, you know, because some people say, you know, chill out, calm down. The mountain's not going anywhere. I'm like, well, look at Mount St. Helens. Okay. They're going places. <laughs> exactly. I stood there when I do the big, man, I was, part of it is pretty, pretty massive. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, I'm pumped for you. I sounds like you're, so you're going to go and do some training and stuff. Are you going to? Go hike some of the South Park, do some heat training. Are you going to come back and then and go hit it? Or I'm going to stay out there. You stay out there. You bring in pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. Drive up and drop your stuff off on the way up. You do it. That makes sense. That's going to be a that's a long adventure, man. Be out there in June and drive. And it is. Hannah keeps reminding me. Be nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> She's amazing. Like I, I have been gone a lot this year. Yeah. And. More so than any other year. Yeah. So, but I mean, she's so supportive and she knows, you know, that the Arizona Trail and the Hey Duke and all this is for the PCT. Yeah. And because I like to hike. Yeah. I like outside. Yeah. I like to outside. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's one of those things where, you know, I talk a lot about. Shoot, you know, I just, dude, I'm talking about the PCT so much on this now. I really have to do it. Like, uh, pressure's it's on. Out there, dude. Yeah. It's out there. People are going to be watching. <laughs> well, and one, uh, also last year I didn't talk about it much. Yeah. And I think I subconsciously knew my ankle wasn't right. 
and I didn't want to tell anybody about it because I was like, what if I don't? And so I think I already had that seed of doubt yeah. in my mind. Yeah. And what well, sounds, it's, I mean, it sounds like, it, it sounds like it was more than mental because I mean, the way you, I mean, you said like a thankful. I mean, oh, it was bad. Really, I mean, that's pretty odd. Some, I mean, there's some things you can recover from, but if you're going for the FKT, you know, and I don't know, I mean, maybe you could have recovered. I don't, but it sounds terrible. I, I, it was it sounds, bad. It sounds like you couldn't. It was bad. <laughs> it like, yeah. Well, and also once all those other things popped up after yeah. I got off the trail, like the, the fire closure yeah. links, yeah. and then also like I started late. Okay. And so I wasn't going to go through the Sierras until late September. Okay. And originally one of my resupply boxes at Red Meadow Resort in the Sierra, I think I was going to, I was going to picking it up in late September. Well, they ended up closing early this year. They closed on like September 15th. Yeah. So they would have been closed by the time I got there and there's nowhere else to resupply. So I would have been screwed there too. So kind of, I'd say it worked out, I guess. <laughs> I guess it, was just uh, it worked out that it didn't work out. Best that you stopped it and did instead of pushing through and hurt yourself worse, not be able to yeah. do it anyway. So yeah. Okay. Well, now's your time. Now's your time. So no, that's... I wish you, you probably weighs too much for you to wear like a, a inReach or something like that, so people could follow along. Oh no, I do. You have inReach? It's part of it's part of FKT requirements. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so you yeah. Have to watch F, uh, inReach. Um, are you gonna Are you gonna put it out there for people to follow or not for everybody? Okay, all right. But I'll share it with a few people. Okay, can I be a few people? I'll share it with you. Okay. Well, I promise I won't share yeah. it. <laughs> I won't share it, or you know, doing well. Just say that. Just say that. I'll share. It. Well, yeah, I don't mind if some friends have it, yeah. but. Since I am doing a self-supported, you don't want somebody. I don't want. So if I encounter random trail magic, that's completely random. Yes, I can accept it. Yeah. But if I if someone's out there, like even if it's someone I don't know, right. and someone's like, "Oh, I want to help out the guy that's trying to do an FKT," like I want to see him, you know. And if they show up at a resupply and they try to give me food, but they, I can't accept that. Yeah. And I don't want that temptation. Yeah. Yeah. So understand. I don't want people to know where I'm at because I don't want that temptation. Like if I'm starving, like it's going to be hard to say no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, I understand. That's definitely a thing. I know like when Scott Jurek was doing the art of Appalachian Trail, Appalachian Trail he, uh, they said that there was people that met up with them where they were in a thing and they said they, the people would bought trail magic just right for everybody, you uh -huh. know, but he got to partake of it. It's like, but he was simple. So he could take it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a real, yeah, I understand that. You don't want to, you don't want to nullify your accomplishment moment. You know, mm -hmm. Just hold water. Now, I, now I will say this in my favor is nobody knows who I am. That I'm a nobody. And so, <laughs> yeah. and so most likely yeah. I'm going to come across trail magic and they're going to think I'm just a through hiker. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, thank you so much. You know, but, but I will say, but the problem is. There's, I don't know, a politeness, if you will, to have a conversation with people giving you trail magic. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, I mean, it would be rude to just like grab the food and run. Right. You right. know, you know. Yeah, it's etiquette. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't want to be a douchebag. <laughs> and, well, it's, it's also, you know, a fine line of, you know, is this worth taking? Because on the, for example, on the Pacific Northwest Trail, there was one person, I took a shower at his house and he gave me like some homemade peach muffins and some peaches from his tree and. Yeah. And I ended up being at his house for nearly two hours. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so uh, I don't, I don't want to put myself in another one of the situations right. where I feel obligated to be polite. Like <laughs> if I just stick to myself. Yeah. Yeah. 
Just do anything. Yeah. But just be rude. <laughs> yeah. No, man. Well, no, it's good. It's, it's good. And if anything I can do at the time, it sounds like you all planned out or whatever, right? I can do to help you before. Let me know. And then I want to get you back after you crush it. The first podcast. Hell yeah. I would enjoy that. Yeah. And before we, uh, before we wrap up though, can you talk about that you have a place people record awesome music videos at? Wait, what? (laughs) You're, is this a joke that I'm missing? No, it's not a joke. You posted that Airbnb is famous. (laughs) For that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, wow. I just thought that was hilarious, man. Uh, yeah. You, your place is rapid. Wow. Okay. So this, the signs in the Airbnb are up for a reason. Yeah. So we have an Airbnb in our basement and I, if the average person that's on Airbnb is giving us an idea of what the average person is in the U S we're doomed. Really? Like, I don't know if average is the right word. I'm exaggerating. And most people are good, yeah. but there's some people out there. I'm like, how do you function? Like, like, is this the way you live normally? Like, yeah. um, but no, uh, I mean, so we've had some bad people, but the, I think one of the, one of the highlights of the bad people were, is we had, Lots of the bad people. so, you know, we have on our thing, you know, four guests maximum, two cars outside. Yeah be respectful to the neighbors, yeah. you know, quiet hours, you know, at night. And next thing I know, there's 13 cars outside. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like 30 people in my garage playing basketball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I go down there and I'm like, guys, this can't be happening. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we're just here to shoot a music video. We'll be done real soon. And I'm like, whoa, we can't do that either. Like, yeah. And they're like, oh, no, we'll just shoot it real quick. And then everybody will be gone and like, we'll be done in 30 minutes. And I'm like, and at this point I'm like, okay, 30 minutes. If you're yeah. done in 30 minutes, let's just be done in 30 minutes. Yeah. Like I'm okay with that. Yeah. It wasn't 30 minutes. Yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, you know, they published the music video. I mean, they definitely smoked down there like cigars and blunts and it was, it smelled awful, but I was just glad for them to be done. We, that was a learning lesson. We've changed a lot of our booking policies after that i'm sure you gave them a, a not very good rating i don't think they can use airbnb anymore <laughs> well you know it make it's funny because I've, I've done a lot of airbnbs and, and, uh-huh. and i usually i always send a message to the person like hey we're down for this race you know excited to be in your area you know my wife and i are coming and bringing it you know whatever i just kind of but it kind of gives a little piece of body oh i really appreciate it when people tell me what they're coming to town for like that sounds normal. Yeah, yeah. When people are vague. Yeah. That's when I'm nervous. <laughs> I just thought it was an actual music video. Well, it, well, and it turned out pretty decent. It was a good video. It was a it good was video. A good yeah. It was a, I don't know. It was like rap music. It was, it, they were definitely gangsters. Yeah, it's not stuff like, that I would listen to if I remember right. I, it, I, when I went down to talk to them, I tried to stay very cordial. Yeah. I'll just keep it that way. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't want any problems. Yeah. I, <laughs> but I will say, okay, we're getting way off topic here because this is not ultra running related at all. Yeah. But the worst one was when I almost got arrested for prostitution. You heard about that one, no, right? I didn't hear about you didn't hear about that one? No. So these people, they booked the Airbnb. 
like 30 minutes before they get there. Okay, so I also am nervous about last minute bookings yeah, now. Yeah, okay, yeah. And, and I'm like, okay, so they book it and then they get there and they're there for maybe, I don't know, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. I don't remember for sure. Next thing I know, I hear screeching tires. I look out the window, cops are running into my basement. Now, the normal thing, the rational thing would be to call the police, right? Yeah. No, so I go straight down there. Like, I go straight down to the danger. I'm like, yeah, what's, yeah, and I'm, just, I'm, like, I'm like, what's going on down here? And next thing I know, I'm in handcuffs. Because they think I'm the pimp coming to save my hose. Right? Yeah, they thought I was the pimp. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, this is just my Airbnb. They won't, like, I have no idea what's going on. They lock me up. They put me in a room. Okay, they brought you to the station. No, locked me in one of the rooms in the Airbnb. Okay, gotcha. So they had, like, one prostitute in one room. They had me in another room. They had the other prostitute in a different room. And I'm just like, can I call my attorney? (laughs) And they're like, no, you can't call your attorney. You can call your attorney once we take you down to the station, blah, 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 blah. And and I'm, like, freaking out. Like, and then once they tell me, like, what's going on, like, hey, we're with the Human Trafficking Division. And I'm like, Human Trafficking Division in Tulsa? Do you know? Oh, crap. You got to take that out of the recording. You got to delete his name because I don't think his name is supposed to be on there. But anyway, so I mentioned his name. I'm like, he's my friend. He'll vouch for me. Uh, and then, so they called him right there on the spot. And he vouched for me. They took the handcuffs off. Uh, but I'm still being questioned. Yeah, but, yeah. but then they let me out. But yeah, it was an undercover sting operation where like a Tulsa police officer in yeah. the human trafficking division had booked an appointment with the prostitute. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So being is it. It can be good, but it can be interesting. It's bad. And like I'll tell you, every bad time something bad every time something bad happens, we question, should we continue this? Yeah. And we think about quitting. And then once we report everything to Airbnb, Airbnb like makes everything right. That's good. That's good to know. Yeah. We're looking at like doing something like that, you know. They go they bend over backwards to take care of the hosts. They paid to replace all the locks in our house. You know? Yeah. And Yeah. 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 So Oh, that's cool. That's it. You know, social media is definitely has its ne- negative things. I appreciate that you share your journey, and you, and your videos, things like that happen because it just kind of just laugh at some of the things. Cool. <laughs> Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good year for you on the PCP. I hope it is. I'll be rooting for you. Yeah. Praying for you. Thank you. I need it. It's going to be good. It is. It's, it's going to be fun until it's not. Until it's not. And then it'll be fun again. It'll be fun. That's it. Yeah. And you know that. So, like I said, get you back over here, man. And uh, thank you for coming and just visiting. Dude, you're living the dream, man. I think, like, I watch what you're doing. I just want to encourage people. So many people just want to do stuff and never get around and do it, you know, and just they want to try things. They want to go hike things. I think if we really try to figure out a way to get out there and you know, go hike this trail, go do this thing, we can figure it out. You know, we can figure out a way to get out there. And- yeah. And I think big picture, like I think sometimes people that want to do something, but they don't necessarily know how to do it. And so that stalls them. I'm like, yeah. you don't have to know what you're doing to go do something. Right. Like you can figure it out along the way. Well, and that's one of the things I appreciate about you sharing because like your first, the first podcast, like, things that happen and like some of the things you did, like, but you just went out, you figured it out along the way. You just did, you know, like, oh, well, I'll do this different next time. You know, like that, that didn't work, you know, 
And if you, you know, but just attempt it, get out and do something, you know, and say you try. Um, and so I, I don't know, I just, I live in vicariously through you a little bit with some of those things, but I'm also like, there's like, you know, I need to get out there and hike some of these trails that I've been wanting to just figure out a way to do it. And so I'm going to be hanging out. I won't be going for FKTs and stuff, but I'll just be going and visit some of the trails that mm-hmm. I've been wanting. To. So thanks for doing the thing, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I know you're doing it for you. I mean, you're doing it because you want to, and it brings you joy. But I think people need to see people doing what gives them joy. It makes them happy. Yeah, that's an influ- that influences others. You know, just and that's what you're doing. Like you just said, you can't get away from the PCD. I know that feeling. I know that feeling. And you know, your wife. And that's why she's putting up with you doing all this stuff mm-hmm. this year because she knows it brings you joy. And when you finish it. You'll have more joy mm-hmm. until the next thing comes around and you can. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, keep doing it, brother. Thanks. Uh-